comes to you, you don't know how I feel, how I feel. That's an incredibly powerful song by Lady Gaga. You won't know how it feels till it happens to you. And I think it's um, a great song to introduce our next segment, which is on mental health and um, how to look after your mental health in isolation, and especially in older people. And on the line is Dr Peter McArdle, who's an older person psychiatrist from Albert Road Clinic. Peter, welcome. Thanks, Sally. Now, I suppose... Big pardon? You can hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. It's great. Uh, Peter, look, just to get this out of the way, um, I think people have probably heard the word Albert Road Clinic and uh, understand that your clinic yesterday, um, it was shown that there was an outbreak of coronavirus at your clinic and uh, there's been another couple of cases today. Um, That must be uh, frightening for all concerned, I'm sure. It's been very frightening and... uh the clinic has been well established for 25 years and it's a very busy place and uh, unfortunately uh, we've been affected by the coronavirus and we're following all advice from the health department and uh, uh, we the whole place was tested uh, on Friday and today um, and uh, um, I gather there was one other case but all the staff um, uh, and uh, all the patients that were tested apart from that one case, are all clear, which is good, and we're mm-hmm. following all cleaning advice and and uh, whatever needs to be done to, um, to deal with the matter. And I suppose one of the things is this is proof of how we manage clusters, that if they didn't manage it by testing everyone, checking all the contacts, that's how things get out of control. And while we can, I suppose it's a bit like putting out spot fires in a sense, and that's why we're getting on top of this. And it's not that it's... It could happen anywhere, and it's just we need to make sure that we're all vigilant about it. Well, that's right, Sally. I mean, mental illness doesn't go away because of the coronavirus outbreak, and um, so these patients are very ill, and uh, many of them, and um, they need care. And unfortunately, uh, um, this virus is out in the community, but uh, the the fact that we're now able to have much more active testings uh, Mm. makes a huge difference. Peter, the opening song that uh, that I chose was Lady Gaga and You Don't Know Until It Happens to You. And I just sort of thought about that from the perspective of mental illness and how the rest of people um, view someone who's in a hospital situation with a mental health issue because it's not like having a broken leg the way the community views it. Well, that's right, Sally. We briefly spoke before about... Uh how many patients who are in hospital with mental illnesses aren't visited by their relatives uh, mm. who feel for a very variety of reasons that may not be the way to go and uh, it's just as important uh, for family support if not more so when someone has a bout of severe depression or we're talking about you know with um, Anzac Day post-traumatic stress disorder where people do withdraw within their shells with PTSD mm. and they need that extra support and reach out from each other to support people. Just 131873 is the telephone number if you'd like to give us a call. Uh, we are talking about managing your mental health in isolation. And, and Peter, as a psychiatrist, I'd, I'd love to know some tips for people. I mean, what are the most important things that people can do? And especially if they have um, an underlying mental health problem, let's say depression, anxiety, whatever, this sort of isolation, it can be a problem for them. 
Oh, it's it's a huge problem, and uh, I've been talking to a lot of patients during this period, and um, a number of the things have been covered by the, by the various uh, health uh, channels. I mean, first of all, um, look after yourself, keep in contact with your families by phone, by other means, uh, take some exercise, look after your diet, and and stick to your medication, and don't let it run out, and. Um, you know, many people with depression will need ongoing antidepressants, for instance, and uh, are reluctant to go out. Well, if you stop your antidepressants during this period, you could have a relapse. It's very important for family and friends to assist and to contact pharmacies as necessary. And most uh, pharmacies uh, these days will... will I mean, what I'm doing, and I'm sure you are too, I'm, I'm doing consultations on the phone, writing prescriptions, emailing them to pharmacists, and the patient can then either pick them up from the pharmacy or get them to deliver them. Absolutely right, Sally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. And now, I think Peter, some of the, yeah. Sorry, you go on. Oh, I was saying one of the things that have come up with a number of my patients is is this, uh, watching the media constantly and getting absolutely terrified. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the things I've said, look, have a look at what you need to know for perhaps a, a, a reliable resource and all the major uh, commercial and uh, non-commercial channels are covering this, but then turn it off mm. because I think people get terrified. I think they're about to expect the zombies to knock on the door. It gets that mm. bad. Mm. And that's why what we're trying to do here is to offer some information and then we're going to go off and do other things. And I think it's very important to have that variation. Mm. We need to be informed, but then, as you say, do something else. And we're actually suggesting, too, to people to to look for some other new skill to learn, you know, learn to crochet, learn to sing, learn to do something. Um, so there's all sorts of things that people can put in place. And as you say, a lot of them are lifestyle, too. Go for, go for a walk, watch your diet. Now, Peter, after the break, I'd love to talk to you about your personal um, association with Legacy. And uh, your father was a war veteran, and Legacy is an amazing support service. And I'd love to hear more about that. But I also want to promote, just for any veterans listening, the, the telephone number, uh, the free support service that the Minister talked about before, Open Arms, which is one eight hundred zero double one zero four six. 1-800-011-046. And uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Peter, we'll hear a bit about your personal story because it's absolutely fascinating and uh, more about looking after people and PTSD in uh, vets. So we'll be back after this. And it's great to be with you. I hope you'll stay with us uh, because we've got some interesting stuff coming up in the next couple of hours. Normie Rowe will be with us in the next hour. Paul Kashmir, of course, with our music guru. And uh, also in the last hour, we've got an expert family historian from Ancestry.com to help us with finding your family service records. And we've got a, a man who we want to help find a photograph of his father. So I hope you'll stay with us. 131873 is the number. And I'm currently speaking with Dr. Peter McArdle, who is uh, an, uh, an older person's psychiatrist. And uh, um, Peter, we've got Graham on the line, and uh, he wants to talk to us. Hello, Graham. Hello. Hello. How are you going, Sally? Good. Go ahead. Uh, look, yeah, I just wrote a little. Um, I'm ex Navy myself, and uh, yep. I just wrote a little uh, ditty the other day uh, for my residents that I uh, work for. And uh, do you work I in age? Do you work in aged care, Graham? Yes, I do. Yes. Aren't you fabulous? Congratulations yes, yes. for being on the front oh, and, line. And I've got myself a cheap uh, bottle washer and cooker oven. <laughs> Important. Let's hear your ode. All right, there we go. Right, as the sun rises on the 5th of April in our Lord 2020, 
It's a strange day to remember by the eerie silence before battle. No band was laying, no music gathering. Your bugler alone, as they play the last post. Bagpipes are not heard, along with the crowd are not seen. Battles lost in uniform, the suit, a war with pride in isolation. Light up the day and forget the virus, remember for those before us. Go virtual with your mate and blow that two up. Drink a beer. Cheer, because we're still here. Give thanks for those who served and those on the front line now. As Yoda's remembered and recited, <coughs> best we forget. That's fantastic, Graham. Um, how beautiful. Did you read that out to your care recipients today? Yes, uh, actually, I uh, printed off and everything else. And um, yes, no, it, oh, it was wife. nice. Yeah. Hey, you're, uh, you're, were in the Navy, and uh, yes. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you into a little secret. My dad was in the Navy, and it was oh, a very, okay, inter- very interesting place in the Navy. He told me about the time, now this is one of those World War II stories. My dad's dead, so I can now tell this story. Evidently, he had leave pass when he was in Sydney, and uh, he must have met a young woman, and um, he says the next, this is before he married my mum, and the next morning he got up and went down to get some breakfast and there sitting at the table was his superior officer. So the superior officer had been with the mum and he'd been with the daughter and they both looked at each other and said, say nothing. Oh. And so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, yes. I know, I know. But, Graham, can we, do, I'm sure P- Peter will support me on this. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing on the front line now in this COVID. Well done. Well mm. done. Thanks, Graham. Thanks very much. And, Peter, I mean, this is the whole thing. It's, it's everybody who is doing something out there. And can I say, though, Peter, I think it's everyone who's staying home is also saving lives. Well, I, I mean, Australians are really the, the proof's in the pudding. We're Absolutely. probably doing as well as any, any country in the world mm. and not making a song and dance about it. We've got uh, the uh, levels of this virus down and uh, uh, the medical communities, you know, are absolutely terrified about what could happen. And that's a, that's a credit to the Australian population. I mean, we yeah. might hear the odd person who's broken the rules, but by and large, you know, yeah. uh, and people are pulling together. You go for a walk and people say hello to you, can this and that. And um, so it's uh, it's so impressive. Peter, at the, the thing is, um, at the moment, uh, there are people, probably even people listening at to this show who have anxiety and um, and or PTSD that this whole thing is sparking off their anxiety and sparking off their um, PTSD. Um, the importance of them staying connected with their health practitioners, I suppose, can't be underscored. Oh, a- absolutely. And I think many people who have been treated with PTSD will have strategies and things they've learnt about managing it and uh, the stuff they read will trigger trigger uh, experiences don't forget to utilize those techniques be it mindfulness Mm. be it meditation yoga uh, maybe medications you take and certainly reaching out to your support group and sometimes for for veterans that that will be your mates from that you've been with uh, uh, in the services um, Mm. who can be an enormous uh, support you know we were saying before about my late father who was uh, was in New Guinea during the war and um, uh, died when I was a medical student and he was a very keen legacy member and I do remember his mates from legacy who were a pretty earthy bunch from the, uh, the days I remember and uh, when I first finished psychiatry nearly within a couple of months of 
getting a call from some of the blokes, could I have a look at a few files uh, to see whether we could uh, get a pension for some of the widows? Mm. Um, I think, Sally, I might mention for those who don't know what Legacy is, it's a charity that was started after the First World War in 1923 to assist families uh, whose, uh, where the, the spouse or parent had died or been badly injured during the war. And this uh, wonderful organisation continues helping children and families. And our family, I think myself and my brother, who were medical students when Dad died, had some assistance from Legacy. And uh, uh, although I'm not a legatee myself, I'm a passionate supporter of the organisation mm-hmm. and uh, does some wonderful work. No, look, it's, uh, it's an amazing organisation and uh, uh, I hope people will consider there's a place for a donation too. Um, Legacy is a wonderful organisation. Um, Peter, so we know that people need to be reaching out, but you said very early on in the, in the conversation tonight that, and I know that we've seen this with uh, the ambulance services saying the same thing, people are, some people are just backing off and not seeking help because they don't want to bother anyone. And so some people are presenting late. Um, and of course, with mental health issues, that can be really difficult because we need early treatment. That's what we're hearing, and uh, um, I know a number of my patients have have, uh, uh, cancelled appointments, and uh, I expect that the same thing's happening in uh, other sectors. I'm not sure with the public sector quite how that's going because they are pretty much under siege sometimes. But certainly for people to uh, remember to contact their GPs, GPs are available. If you have to present to uh, hospital for help, uh, the... uh, uh, ED services are available um, and the uh, regional health services with contact numbers, their triage and I'll contact you if it's urgent. Don't let things get out of hand or don't let it get out of hand for a relative and certainly if you're suicidal and getting in that situation, pick the phone up and re- ring uh, the local hospital, the local health service or your GP and help, help will be made available. Mm. Mm. Lifeline's well, another option. Mm. I, I think it's very interesting um, that Patients need to know that most of us now are doing phone consultations and all they need to do is ring their, the clinic that they normally attend and ask for a phone uh, appointment. Uh, and I worry that people don't know that's there. And it is funded by the federal government with Medicare that's rebate right. and most people are bulk billing. Um, and, uh, and I believe it's also they've just extended it, I think, for GPs. Mental health care plans are another thing that uh, we can mm-hmm. do over the phone. And uh, there's all sorts of things we can do over the phone, and I just hope people will take advantage of that, um, well, and I, especially I've been doing mainly uh, with my older patients phone consults, so mm-hmm. many of them I know, and they've said to me they find it uh, very helpful, it's convenient, they don't have to travel into the clinic and uh, uh, will canvas issues and, uh, and uh, deal with matters over the phone. So it's, it, it may not be as good as face-to-face, but if... It's certainly effective and helpful, and if you're getting professional advice from people who know you, and also you can sort out, you know, various matters, including medication, but also advice and and uh, reassurance about things. So you know, mm. don't don't hesitate to uh, make use of that. No. It's funny, though, talking to... Uh, in fact, later in the show, we'll be talking to my auntie Peg, who's 97, and um, uh, talking to a lot of people who have been through this sort of, not this sort of thing, but they've been through isolation before, they actually say they've got their strategies, they know what to do, and I think we should learn from them. Mm. Well, a a, a 
89-year-old patient of mine who's uh, uh, said to me that she remembers having to take a term off as a kid when polio outbreaks occurred. And, uh, of course, we forget that we've had pandemics going on and some of our older uh, community uh, uh, aware of this and have been through it in the past. And mm. and uh, they, they utilise many sensible strategies, knitting, gardening, reading, um, exactly. uh, my uncle, who's 84 and a uh, very keen tennis player, is uh, uh, reluctantly not playing tennis, but restored an old push bike, which he then attempted to ride around rather unsuccessfully, told me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, people are very creative. And, um, Indeed. Peter, I just have to interrupt you because if I don't go to a break right now, I get into all sorts of bother. But I want to thank you very much for your time and wish you all the best at Albert Road Clinic. I'm sure you're all managing it very well and uh, and people can be reassured that uh, all the contacts have been traced and it's going well. So thank you so much for your time. That's a pleasure, Sally, and good luck to you and all your listeners. Cheers. Thanks, Peter. Bye-bye. That's Dr Peter McArdle, older person psychiatrist from the Albert Road Clinic in Melbourne. And uh, after the break, uh, we'll be back um, with more. Bye after this.